Hello and welcome to I Heard It on a Podcast, our little corner of the Wild West. I'm the older most feller here. My name is Riley. My name is Isaiah. Did you say that you're the older old, most? Older most. Okay, I thought you said like something else. <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> what I thought you said, but I did not understand I'm the it. older most feller. It is true though. You are slightly older than me. Yeah, it's kind of a boring slang, I, I'll admit, because it just means oldest. Yeah. But, hey, we have to do all types of slang. That's true. We Sometimes to, there's boring slang. Yeah, you just have to cover what the options are. I wonder if in like a hundred years there will be a, a podcast doing slang from like the early <laughs> 2000s. The early 2000s. Yeah. And it's like, Like yeet. sick. Lit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no cap. Wow, what does that one mean? <laughs> they're like, how do I fit in the word yeet into the end? Into, 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 they're like, welcome to I Heard on a Podcast. Yeet! yeet. <laughs> <laughs> it's that easy, kids. Oh, man. Now you know. Now when you listen to this in 200 years, remember. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, it's Topic Thunder. Topic Thunder! It's nice. Thanks. It's like um, Ricola, but not. <laughs> we're talking about cosmetics because it's important to yeah. treat your skin nice. We're manly men. Um, and we're also going to talk about solar power because <laughs> we like it. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about whatever the heck we want because this is our podcast. Yep. And if you don't like it, click something else now. Yep. Just hit pause and leave. Yep. We'll wait. Okay. <laughs> so I came. I found some weird beauty products um, that are weird, and I want to <laughs> a talk about them, and okay. then b see if you can guess approximately what their what their cost is. They're not okay. necessarily like astounding costs. Maybe I'm gonna be bad at this because I have no idea about <laughs> anything cosmetic. <laughs> yeah, this is why it'll be fun. Okay. <laughs> the first one is called Lipstick Queen. For, not a great start. Lip, <laughs> lipstick Queen Frog Prince. Lipstick Queen Frog Prince. Lipstick Queen is the brand. Okay. Frog Prince, Frog Prince is, is the, the lipstick. lipstick. So this lipstick is like dark green, uh. but when you put it on, it appears pink on your lips through some sort of witchcraft. Oh, like and just put a curse on it. It adjusts to the pH of your skin tone to create the perfect shade. So it's actually just pink on your lips, but it's green in the tube. Huh. So this could be like, if you have an acid imbalance, this could be like a medical diagnosis. <laughs> if your pH is at like pH is off. four. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no. Like so acidic. <laughs> it's like those pH strips you uh-huh. just put on your lips. And it's Pretty like, much is. If it turns orange, you know that you need to like drink some water. Yeah. I bet it pretty out. much is the exact same reaction though that the pH strips have. That that seems like it'd be bad for you. Well, Although technically lipstick is like not supposed to go inside of you, right? Right. Like yeah, you're supposed to eat it. <laughs> I know, but it does end up on your teeth, and after when sure. you eat it, you eat a little bit of it. Sure. Like it it does go inside of you. But I don't think like the chemicals that like monitor pH are harmful necessarily. There's probably more harmful versions that are more accurate yeah. and less harmful versions that are less accurate because right. that feels like that's the case for a lot of stuff. Yeah. But this it looks cool. It's like a really dark shade of green. It looks like the kind of lipstick that Elphaba would use. No? No, <laughs> okay. I don't know. Anyway, uh, how much do you think this costs? Um, 
Well, originally I was going to say a lot because of the witchcraft, but now that I know the science behind the witchcraft, I'm going to say $60. Hmm. For one tube of lipstick? Yeah, I don't know how much lipstick costs. <laughs> $20. Wow, what a value. <laughs> hey, we should buy these all and try them in another episode. <laughs> ah, that would be a really fun audio-only podcast. We'd have to make it a video episode. <laughs> <laughs> it does come in a blush version too, so that'd be kind of interesting mm. to like put on green like powder cheeks. and then it becomes pink. Hmm. It'd be fun to watch. That, I feel like, would burn. <laughs> <laughs> that, why would that one burn and lipstick wouldn't? I don't know. Just the idea of powder changing color seems like a lot has to happen. All right. Anyway, <laughs> the next one, <laughs> the next one is uh, a hair diffuser. Have you seen a hair diffuser before? Is it like for essential oils? No. Okay. <laughs> it no. diffuses the air from a hair dryer. Oh, so instead sure, of sure, it sure. Just being like a, it yeah, like diffuses it instead of going like, <laughs> then it goes. <sighs> yeah, it's usually for curls. Sure. Um, and uh, this is a really weird looking one. It actually looks like a hand. It looks like a glove. If you if you were to dip your hand in plastic and uh, then poke a bunch of holes in it, that's what it looks like. In your hand or the plastic? <laughs> <laughs> the plastic thing. Okay. So it's like a big long glove. And so you put that big long glove on the sure. hair hair. Dryer? Sure. Yep, that's the word. Yep. Hair dryer. Yep. And so it like diffuses your hair. Yeah. And you're like running this fake, fake plastic ha- hand that's blowing hot air out of it through your, through your hair, hair. Huh. to diffuse your curls. Sure. And it kind of looks creepy. Yeah. In my opinion. But it really is just to like define the, the shape and prevent frizz sure. of curls. Why'd they have to make it hand shaped? Why couldn't it just be like a tendril? Well, a lot of them are just like a cone that have kind of yeah. spikes coming out of them. Yeah. Um, that's like, the I would say, the standard diffuser shape. Right. But this is just a unique thing. Maybe okay. because people are frequently like using yeah. their hands to style their hair yeah. with the diffuser. So maybe this was like uh, the next logical step. Yeah. I feel like the whole like pro of... A hand shape goes away when you can't like move it as your hand. <laughs> yeah. But who am I? I don't have curly long hair. Curly long hair is a world of its own. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Um, I'm gonna guess that this costs eighteen ninety nine. Hmm. Nope, it's fifty dollars. What the crap? <laughs> Why? It's just plastic. <laughs> yes, but it's finger shaped plastic. Mm. That's important yes it is okay so this is a t-shaped thing and (laughs) device okay and on the uh bits that are the cross i guess yes they roll and on the on the rolly bits are little bumps can you picture what i'm describing a head massager uh yeah it's basically a sonic massager okay so uh, it's shaped. It's a weird shape, and it's kind of confusing, I suppose. But it it uses high frequency sonic vibrations, and you can roll it all anywhere. I guess it can go on your face, or your neck, or your chest, or your legs, or wherever you want, wherever you like to be sonically vibrated. Ooh, where do you like to be sonically vibrated? <laughs> Spicy. We're not going to go into that on this episode. <laughs> all right. Um. Nice. <laughs> we could talk about it after the podcast. <laughs> Um, this seems weird. 
And I think anytime you add like Sonic to something, it's just a way to get more money because. Yep. We're looking at you drive-in. <laughs> Sonic the drive-in or the hedgehog. You both yeah, are just cash grabbing cash jerks. Grabs. Um, but like there was, I think for a while, like a toothbrush that had like sonic vibration. Yeah. What does that even mean? It really just was like normal vibration. What is the word sonic even? It's like sound? Sound waves. But it's not using sound waves. It's using vibration. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it makes a noise, I guess. So technically it's sonic because yeah. it's like... Bzzz, but, um, but just because of that, I'm going to guess it's like $120. That's a good guess. It's 160. Dang. I have no way of knowing how big it is either. Right. There's little bumps on the part that you hold, which makes me feel like it's handheld. Right. Like it's literally as big as your hand. And then that would make the rolly parts like as long as your finger. So it would, that would mean like it's not very big. It's like for your nose. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it does say your face or your neck. Right. So maybe it is like, have you seen the rolly things that yeah. go on people's faces? Yeah. Yeah. So they're, know, they're smaller. I think for $160, I can just self-massage my face. <laughs> yeah, you could just like lube up your finger and just like <laughs> oh, rub it gosh. around. <laughs> you don't have to lube it up. You can just... <laughs> or you could just like wiggle it back and forth like... Yeah, and then make the noise and it's sonic. Boom. <laughs> yep. I mean, everything that we do on this podcast is sonic. Yeah. Right now, your eardrums are being sonically vibrated by our voices. Yeah. Think about that for a while. <laughs> okay. This next one is called a boob mask. Calm your tits, boob mask. Okay. So nice. uh, it's, is you know what a mask is? It's like yeah. a face mask, but for boobs. That's and painful. Well, some masks you don't like. They don't dry onto your skin, right. and then you have to rip them off. Some of them you just kind of wipe them off. Yeah. I think it's this is one of those. So it apparently leaves your skin feeling softer, and it can help clear up acne and even prevent under boob sweat, which I don't know how that would work. How do you prevent sweat from a mask? Maybe it clogs your pores. That seems <laughs> unhealthy. You don't want to, like, that's what, that's what the whole uh, aluminum in your deodorant scandal mm. was about. It's yeah. like that they, it was just clogging your pores and creating problems in your skin. I love aluminum. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um. Well, this... Is not practical to me unless it could be Imagine used on, for a moment that you had boobs. I could use it on my butt and it would probably be nice too. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go in with that mindset. You can't just put yourself in someone else's shoes, in someone else's bra. No. I don't. I You're no not that, that like. uh, empathetic. I can imagine that Physics. I had boobs. <laughs> oh, gosh. It wouldn't be the first time Podcast either. Podcast is going weird directions. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I'm going to pretend like I'm using it on my butt. <laughs> okay. You do that. Um, that's not even part of the game. What are we talking about? I'm just trying to guess the price. <laughs> yeah. How much is it? Uh, $13. <laughs> no. 35 Oh, my gosh. For a one-time use thing? No. It's okay. like a tube. Okay. Um, a boob tube. <laughs> yeah. Just like the television. <laughs> <laughs> it's two fluid ounces. That's not that much. Well, sometimes two ounces will go a long way. Like I have a lotion that's three ounces mm -hmm. and it's lasted me a while because you only use like a little tiny dollop. I have a lotion that's like 32 ounces <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> and it's going fast. I don't uh, use a little tiny dollop. I like slather myself in it. Okay. Anyway, uh, it depends weird. on how okay. big your boobs are, I think, is how often you have to use this. It'll go well when for me When you then. imagine yourself with boobs, how big are they? <laughs> 
Okay, let's move on. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, that's that's a really stupid product. I don't even want to talk about that one. Okay, Doctor Dennis Gross Skincare <laughs> Spectralite Face Wear Pro Mask. So the dude's name is Doctor Dennis Gross. That's an unfortunate name to yes. market skincare products. Uh-huh. Um, but it's a mask. You've seen those masks that you. Like a, like a plastic mask that yeah. you put on that flashes LED light to treat, like as make light treatment. Sure. Okay. So LED treatment is a thing for, hmm. I think it stimulates collagen production or something like that hmm. um, and supposedly reduces wrinkles and fine lines hmm. and treats dark spots and blemishes. Doubt. So, yeah. So <laughs> you like strap this thing on. It looks like... A Jason mask, sure. and then you put it on and start this process, and it like does this process of sure. rapidly flashing LED lights onto your skin. If you don't have epilepsy, you do now. <laughs> I know. I don't know if you have to like wear a, a eye coverings or something, mm-hmm. or if just closing your eyes is okay. Um, but it's weird. I, I don't understand the quote-unquote science of it yeah. at all because we're around led lights all the time yeah so i think this this could be in that scam episode we did because technically there are wavelengths of light that could do maybe some of those things but they're also going to give you cancer because they're affecting like your You're cells like, yeah literally genetically modifying your yeah. cells and leds aren't the right wavelength to do that or the right power. So basically what this is is a way for you to flash yourself with light. Like you might as well just take your iPhone out and point it at yourself and turn the flashlight on and off is basically what this is. And throw X amount of dollars down the drain. Yeah. How much? Uh, ooh, 140. More. More? <laughs> what a ripoff. We should start making these. <laughs> 180. More. Like double it and then add more. Five hundred dollars? Four hundred thirty. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's a rip. And they just add, they add so many words to make it sound scientific, like pro, right? Collagen, LEDs. Doctor Dennis Gross. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, you are a scam artist. You are gross. Yeah. Doctor Gross. Well, it makes okay. me sad a little bit. This one is interesting. Um. Ma- a magnetite age defier mask. So it's an iron infused liquid that you put it on and then it, I think it, you put it on, it dries. It's like a liquid. Sure. It dries onto your face and then you use a magnet to remove it and it removes the liquid because there's iron in it and it supposedly removes the impurities or Un, the, it unclogs your pores or whatever. The toxins. Yeah, it takes out the toxins the in toxins. your life. Right. So, but it uses magnetism uh-huh. to do so. That sounds fun. It would be fun to experience. Yeah. I don't think it works, but I think it'd be fun. Um, this one can't be that expensive. Iron is so cheap. And if it's just like iron liquid, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to guess you can get a a tube including the magnet for twenty dollars. You're very close. It's twenty four. Nice. And it does include the magnet. Yes. But I don't see how it would do anything to your age. 
I mean, there's a lot of claims about uh, collagen and there's some other buzzword about age. I think it's hyaluronic acid that does something about aging or defying aging mm-hmm. or wrinkles or something. But what does, what is like mag, what do magnets have to do with aging? I don't know. I think this is kind of a field that's so ill-regulated and in high demand that you can kind of make any like pseudo scientific claims and sell stuff. Like I think you and I could probably sit down for 20 minutes and come up with a very convincing like hypothesis of skincare and sell it and make millions. We should do that. <laughs> we should become scam artists. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that morally. Uh, no, but financially I feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if we're doing enough good in the world to offset that, like if we scam a hundred people with that bad product, we mm. need to uh, do something good for 101 people. We could sure. be like Tom's. Sure. Although Tom's isn't great. or That's another podcast. Yeah. But the same principle right. of like, for every person that we scam, we <laughs> donate to a food shelter. This is like on our label. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, it wouldn't say scam on the label. Yeah. But we could just say for every, you know, eyebrow enhancing whatever right. that you buy, we feed a child in need. Yeah. We could make it also like something that's a good product that actually will do that. Because like, okay, let's let's have a real talk here. If you don't want to have wrinkles, there's two ways to not have wrinkles. One, don't move your face. And two, like, moisturize it. And there you go. But most people move their face. Like, most people smile and laugh and frown and get angry. And wrinkles are just a sign that you are a healthy, emotional human. Yeah, I think what we should do for the beauty industry is, like, change society's view on age. And then charge money for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How are we going to make money on that? Um, so anyway, so we make a product and we make it a good like moisturizing cream or s- of some sort. And then we just say some scientific keywords and that's what sells it. But it's a good product. It's not like magic, but it's a good product and it's scientific sounding. And then that's how we make our money without scamming people. Okay. Uh, fine by me. You do all of the everything <laughs> and all, I don't know what I'll do. Take the money. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, one more of these, and then we're changing topics. Okay, the full lips—that's the—that's one word. Full lips, lip plumping enhancer. Ooh. So there's like a—it's basically just a—it's like if you took a tube and cut yeah. it in half, and then <laughs> and you, you stuck just like stick your lips in, just stick your lips in there, <laughs> and just suck your lips up in there. I've seen, and these. it basically just like gives you a hickey. Yeah, <laughs> on your lips. Hickey. I've seen people. Uh, in the emergency room because they like pop blood vessels in their lips and they like swell up big because they oh. sucked them too hard. Um, so yeah, would not recommend. Um, this is kind of like similar to the things they use on your back in like massage, right? Where yeah. they like it's, suck up it's giant, just suction cups. Yeah, giant. Although the, that's fire cupping. Right. Which looks intense. Yeah. <laughs> but this is literally just a suction cup. Um, I'm going to guess $16. How is this? This cannot be a legitimate beauty product because it would have not gone it would have not been approved by any sort of no association no. or board or the fda or anything no because this that's dangerous man to just yeah. put a suction cup on your lips yeah plus it's gonna last for like what 30 minutes uh, this says if you do it for 30 seconds it should 
give you the quote Kylie status for a few hours, but I have I don't know. We so try it. Like at dinner and your lips are like deflating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess sixteen dollars. Uh, these are nineteen ninety nine for two. What a why would you need two? Okay, this one I don't know if it's a scam because it's doing what it's supposed to do. Just why would why do you want this? Why? Yeah, it's definitely not a scam. It's just stupid it's just irresponsible (laughs) i feel oh man (sighs) okay changing topics here vastly (laughs) (laughs) we just watched a video about the power of solar power a lot of people have solar power on their house they have got like a couple of panels panels that's the word and there's even some places that have hundreds of panels like on the way to the Denver airport, you can see those mm-hmm. ones or uh, somewhere in between here. And like, I, I don't know. I've seen them just like on sides of the roads yeah. and I'm like, oh, I wonder who gets that power. That's right. good for them. Um, solar power is generally good. Yeah. There are some question marks about it, like who makes the solar panels and are they like being treated fairly? And there's, there's question marks about it. But um, we just watched a video about putting solar panels in the Sahara desert and how astronomically powerful that could be. Um, what was the, what was the size? If you, if you put solar panels in the Sahara desert, Uh the size of the state of New Mexico, we could meet our entire world's electricity consumption right now. Yeah. And there are companies, one called desert tech that is are currently working to put solar panels on the perimeter of the Sahara Desert, closer where people actually live, right? Um, to bolster the electrical grid of people in Africa and the Middle East, and it connects to Morocco, and Morocco connects to Europe somehow <laughs> through their electrical got, grid like, system. A giant uh, cable somewhere, <laughs> yeah, under the. <laughs> What is that? The Strait of Gibraltar? <laughs> We're bad at geography. <laughs> I think it's the Strait of Gibraltar. Um, anyway, theoretically, it would... Well, what it, there was another stat. I think it was like $51 trillion to build... All, if we were to yeah. build all of those at once to power all of the electricity for the whole world, it would be like $51 trillion, which was 60% of the world's GDP. Right. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, probably, <coughs> probably not practical. Right. Um, but what if we did it? What yeah. if we just decided we can go without 60% of our GDP for one <laughs> year for the benefit yeah. of then basically never paying for, never having to rely on any other energy right. source right. again? Yeah. What would the repercussions of that be, Isaiah? Um, <clears throat> I think a lot of people wouldn't eat. <laughs> so that's kind of a downside. You mean because we took away like most of the production of most companies? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or I, uh, the like money of. Yeah. Uh, yes. And like obviously this is going to be resource intensive. So it's going to like sure. slam everything else to a halt while we produce solar panels and transport them and install them. Um I think a more sustainable way would just be to like do what we're doing and slowly build in that area. 
the the big issue with a lot of these like genius ideas which are like pretty smart like it makes sense to put them there but the sahara desert is so remote like most of it is inaccessible um and so the issue comes then in how do you install the solar panels how do you transport the power to where it needs to go and how do you maintain them and i think part of the problem like and this will change over time but uh africa is not a huge user of power um a lot of it would be exported and right. it's just really inefficient to like transport electricity um it was interesting because the video said that they store one of the solar plants and i think it was in morocco right that uh-huh. solar plant um they store their solar energy but they don't store it through batteries or you know flywheels or whatever they store it through <laughs> liquid salt and they just like i guess superheat salt with the power and then they then use that heat to turn it back into electricity on demand which i thought was interesting like there's just so many unique ways to store electricity but there's not very many efficient ways to transport it um and so then that becomes the big problem is even if we do power like the whole world from the sahara desert how are you going to get the power to the whole world you know like you'd have to have an incredibly intricate like power system yeah i mean we were just joking about getting it from morocco to spain which literally they connect almost by i think it's like 70 kilometers or something right across the i think it is the strait of gibraltar and like that seems crazy yeah but the idea of taking power from like the middle of the biggest desert in on earth yeah to chile right or like northern russia or something like that that's almost insurmountable Uh uh-huh and the the crazy part is so when you're transporting like power so say you have like a power line um the ways to keep it efficient are to either have it be very high voltage so that's how like we transport power on power lines that you have like in the city they're thin wires but they're very high voltage and so it makes it more efficient to travel along those lines or to have it be lower voltage but have it be a uh less resistive cable which usually means bigger or more metal. And at the scale that this is talking about, like, you know, thousands of miles, it's not only going to have to be so high voltage, but it's also going to have to be such a, like, beefy cable, you know? It's going to, you know, you're going to have this, like, three-foot-thick copper cable going thousands of miles <laughs> under the ground that has to be installed. And it's just not super practical. And so I think instead of installing solar panels in the Sahara Desert, we should just install solar panels on our houses. <laughs> yeah, but another part of this video was the extreme efficiency mm-hmm. of the Sahara Desert. They get in some parts like over right. four thousand sun hours, right. sunlight hours yeah. a year, which is two to three to four times the amount that places where people actually live. Totally. Get. Yeah. So, yes, I definitely agree with you that. Like, what's the cost versus the efficiency versus, like, putting it on people's houses? Yeah. And there there were some hot spots in other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe we can supply all of Africa and the Middle East and maybe right. even part of Europe yep. with the Sahara. And then maybe we can replace New Mexico with, right. <laughs> like, the New Mexico size Y'all thing. move. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, there's, like, Death Valley but... and, like, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, and I think that's probably the way to go is having localized things. And I don't think solar is ever going to be like 100% the answer to renewable energy. 
No, it's probably not wise to rely on one yeah. type of energy, um, which is what we're doing right now. Right. Is slowly phasing from relying on one type of energy to relying on a handful of other yep. renewable energies. Yeah. And that's in it's in different processes in different parts of the yeah. world. But yeah, you're right. It's probably not a great idea. Like if there was another huge volcano and it, the sun like was blotted blotted yeah. for three years and we all the only thing that we had was solar power, yeah. we would completely be screwed. I mean, for yeah. more than one reason, obviously yeah. in that situation. But I don't know, like if that copper wire got cut and we had right. no backup power system. Yeah. That yeah, I think we do need to be able to rely on several different yeah. energy sources. Yeah. And I do think part of this too, like this talk about like efficiency and using multiple different sources of energy. I think a lot of it comes down to like we need to advance the ways that we like store and process energy. Um reason being is like right now we have batteries which aren't super efficient at all and we've got you know more interesting kind of bleeding edge technology like you know molten sodium or uh huge flywheels or Mm -hmm. hydroelectric dams or just interesting ways of storing and transporting energy but i feel like we've gotten to the point where we're pretty good at producing energy like solar is pretty dang efficient wind is pretty decent hydroelectric or geothermal are all really efficient too and we're kind of at the point where if we just keep building the infrastructure, we'll get to the point where we can fully cover ourselves just by building it. There doesn't necessarily need to be more technological advancement. We could theoretically power everything we need to now if we just keep building. But there's so much more opportunity in the battery and energy storage and transportation fields that haven't been researched as much. And I think we're at that point now where people need to pivot more towards that direction because solar is great. Like technically if, you know, I got solar at my house, I could fully power my house like just with what I take in in one day. But then the issue comes is like, well, what if I have five cloudy days in a row or like what if the winter comes around and I don't have anything stored up and my days get shorter, you know? And, um, there's like the options you have now are like basically just batteries and that might get you through a day or two, but there's no like efficient long-term way to store power in huge amounts. And so I think if they could, you know, figure out a way to either store or transport energy very efficiently and not inefficiently over, you know, cabling or whatever, then a lot of this discussion becomes moot because it's like, if you figure out a way to like have this giant series of mirrors that just bounces the sun, like, from the Sahara to somewhere else where there's panels or like if they figure out a way to like just magically send electricity places or maybe they get these giant glass batteries and they ship them, you know, out of the Sahara desert to places that they can plug them in. And, you know, there's so many options there and that just opens up like you could have these giant energy farms because you can efficiently store and transport that energy to where it needs to go. Um, And so that's kind of what really excites me is like, oh, Let's figure out a way to yeah. do this and like invent new battery and storage technologies and you know get get make it really easy to like, oh, it's super cheap for us to produce power here in Morocco. Let's make it super cheap and easy to get it to Siberia so they can have as much power as they want. But Well, let's do it right now. Let's do it. Let's What's figure it out. What's the most efficient form of energy? Is it light? Is it sound? Is hmm. it combustion? 
like <laughs> one yeah. one ridiculous idea that I had while you were just talking uh-huh. was like take all the energy right. that you have uh, can, that you can create efficiently yeah. in like the Sahara Desert. Right. Use that to create a bunch of like bombs, basically. Right. Ship the bombs over somewhere else and then explode <laughs> Blow them. The bombs Capture up. the power right. from the, the energy from those that combustion. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what a combustion engine is. Right. It's like a l- bunch of little tiny explosions. Yeah. And then use that to power stuff. You convert combustion into some other form of energy. Right. I mean, that's what all engines are, is just transferring combustion into some other form of energy. Yeah. Um, that is a viable option, I think, but <laughs> I don't think it's the most efficient. Um, I was trying to find... I saw this article once that had like I mean, the efficiency the of... Light is the fastest. Yeah, it had the efficiency of like different energy types. And obviously no energy is perfectly efficient. That's not physically possible. But um, I think fossil fuels was like <clears throat> based on energy input to energy output, like 20% efficiency or something like that. So pretty poor. Um, and then it kind of goes up from there depending on stuff. So solar had gotten pretty efficient. Um, I think the best, most easily transportable like form of energy storage would be nuclear Hmm. Um, because if you have a plant somewhere all you need is the you know reaction material and that's not easily transported necessarily because it's radioactive but without its like reactive component right like and correct me if i'm wrong but in a nuclear reaction plant there's like the actual reactive material right and then it's it's catalyst material or whatever it's right. called. And so if you don't have those two in the same area or same facility or whatever, yeah. they are less dangerous. Yeah, generally, like, meltdowns only happen if something goes very wrong. And that's, like, the main danger. There's still going to be the issue of, like, if you're transporting, like, plutonium or, you know, radium or uranium or whatever, they're still going to be radioactive and that presents a hazard to the people who are transporting it. But it's not like it's just going to, like, nuclear melt down or explode by itself. Um, I think a really interesting like uh, possible advancement would be nuclear fusion instead of nuclear fission Mm -hmm. because nuclear fusion is not radioactive and there's no harmful byproducts and that's like that can be done with basic elements. You don't have to have like uranium or whatever. Um, So if we could crack that like none of this matters. You know like we don't have to use solar. We don't have to do anything. We just like build fusion plants and have basically free unlimited energy. But that's been one of those things that's always like 10 or 15 years down the road. You know, like we're always 10 or 15 years from nuclear fusion. Um, Another idea I had had is like something totally ridiculous and I don't know how it would work out efficiently, but like you build like a really long tube and you take the solar energy from the Sahara Desert and you use it to like boil water and the boiled water like evaporates up the long tube and then condenses. And when I mean a long tube, I mean like miles up. Hmm. And it condenses and then it just like flows down tubes to whichever country it needs to go to. And then they've got like a water wheel at the end of the tube and the water pushes that and then generates the electricity again there. Who knows? I haven't done the math. I don't know if that's efficient. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like where your head's at, yeah. though. Yeah, there's tons of... Taking basically, like, the same technology that we used 400 years yeah. ago yep. and just making it five miles tall. <laughs> yeah, making it huge. Just make it touch yeah. the moon. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's kind of fun to think about. Another idea I had had that would be, like, mega geoengineering and probably very harmful but could be fun is, like, taking that solar energy and heating like the ocean to change the tides so you could like push the tides in specific areas and then pull them back and based on like the timing of where the tides are going you could like set up generators to like take advantage of the tidal energy but i think like superheating and super cooling the ocean might have other consequences yeah, i think we'd like kill everything in the ocean <laughs> that'd probably oh, be bad man. so i don't know well if you listener have an idea Send it to someone smarter than us. Yeah, and capitalize on it. Because if you have an idea that would like do what we're talking about, you could be like a trillionaire. You'd probably be the not only the smartest and most important person yeah. of this century, but also the richest. Yeah, you would definitely get a Nobel Peace Prize and a lot of money. Yeah, unless you didn't want to make money off of it and you just wanted to like benefit humanity, in which case yeah. I would give you a big high five. Yeah, and someone else would make money off of it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> the, that's the thing. Oh, man. Well, I think we should sit down sometime and just brainstorm some transportation <laughs> ideas. Okay. With our <laughs> with our collective vast understanding yeah. of physics and like, like eight <laughs> years of schooling <laughs> yeah. combined. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, so I've been watching a lot of YouTube channels who do game development. Okay. I don't know why. I don't plan on doing game development, right. but I just think it's fascinating. Have you ever like looked into it i know you just do a lot of random research yeah a little bit and i think we watched uh code bullet together yeah he does some like fun games that he's hilarious man yeah um but yeah it's really interesting and i think man i think that's one thing that i wouldn't want to like be a software developer in in that field because hmm. it's like it really is like the art section of software development like yeah. people are in it because it's their passion it's their hobby and a lot of times they're underpaid and overworked and just like slamming crazy hours because they love it. And software development to me is like not fun. Like writing code is not fun. And the only reason I would consider doing it is because of how lucrative it is. Um, and so I don't think I would have like the passion behind like designing video games and like solving those problems to work the crazy schedules it requires and, you know, take on the stress of that. But I do like admit it is really interesting to like look into and like learn about how they do things and like the reasons why they do what they do. It's just so fascinating to me. Like I, I've watched many videos about specifically game development and also just coding in general, not yeah. because I want to be like a software developer, yeah. soft, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But just, I still can't fathom how, it translates from like writing some basic code, which I kind of understand. And it becomes like a 3d space yeah. where you like, where physics are applied yeah. to a character yeah. who can like pick stuff up and like interact with their world. Mm -hmm. It's just mind boggling yeah. to me. Like yeah. the future is here. It's so weird. <laughs> it is crazy. Yeah. And especially like as we look into more like VR games and yeah. stuff, like just the, the amount of thought that has to go into something like that. And yeah. granted, a lot of this builds on, you know, previous sure. advancements and you can just use software libraries and stuff. But still, like, 
learning how to make all of that stuff work. And that's what a lot of games are is like we've had physics engines built for a long time and no one typically builds a new physics engine. Some people do, but for the most part, they'll implement a physics engine. But then your job basically becomes like, how do I get it to work with everything else that I've built? Right. And that's where you get like those weird bugs where like someone like ragdolls and their heads like stretched out eight miles long and they yeah. are like spazzing out around the map. It's like that's that's the the job. Your job is to make this engine fit with the game, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's crazy. But I I love Code Bullet's videos. I think he's hilarious and he like he's great at coding and like solving problems and like using machine learning and stuff like that. But he's also just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's a funny dude. So, but it's one of those things where that those videos they were what, like fifteen minutes long, twenty minutes long typically, yeah. and he spends probably like a uh, hundred hours at least like coding these like little tiny games yeah. and like bashing his head against the wall figuring out bugs. And, and I mean, he and so many other YouTubers and like indie game developers yeah. are self-taught. Yeah, like. I'm, he might have actually gone to school for like yeah. software development or computer science or something. Yeah. But he doesn't learn how to like make dumb games. Right. He learns practical skills that'll like get him a job. Yeah. Probably. Totally. So yeah, you really do just have to like teach yourself. Yeah. Which is fascinating. Yeah. But also, just so annoying. Yeah. yeah it's got to be so annoying. Right. Well, and I think that's one of the biggest like requirements of a software developer is just you have to be able to teach yourself and to learn quickly. Because it doesn't matter like what skills you have from college. Technology changes so fast that the stuff you were taught in college is going to be out of date in five years. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be different languages, different software platforms. And so really what they are trying to teach you is, hey, here's how you need to like learn. Here's how you need to think. And here's how you need to find information. Because, you know, if you're not consistently as a software engineer developing your skills and learning new technologies and staying up to date on the industry, then you're going to get left behind and like be irrelevant within like two years. It's so fast. And I think that's one of the most terrifying things about that as a career field is if you're not constantly like every day learning new things and constantly advancing yourself, then you won't be hireable in two years. And there's sometimes at my job where I'm like, I like don't want to advance myself today you know like i need a break i need to I like coast want to do for a stuff while. that i yeah. know i can do yeah. yeah and so i think like the pressure of having to consistently like get better over like a 40-year career just sounds so tiring That's very demanding yeah but if you love it then you know you love it so yeah. and you get paid for you get paid for your yeah. work yeah you really do okay i have another i, I have another concern okay is Boston Dynamics creating our downfall? <laughs> Skynet. <laughs> Their robots are really Their weird. Their robots and are insane. terrifying yeah, to watch. They are. They're like, there was a video I watched recently, and it was like a human looking robot uh-huh. that had legs and arms. And you know how they have like a really complex balancing system uh-huh. that looks like a human balancing? Yeah. So it was like using one leg at a time uh-huh. to kind of, I would say, like, hustle up some stairs <laughs> and it misstepped and like flailed out one arm to try uh-huh. to ba- counterbalance itself yeah. and then it misstepped again and really looked like a human it uh-huh. was uncanny huh. and then it completely like backflipped down the stairs right and then it got to the bottom of the stairs and kind of like flailed a little bit and then just laid there <laughs> and granted of course it was failing like going upstairs which is yeah. something a lot of people can do right but 
it was still like the way it reacted. Eerie. Yeah. It was very. It was almost like they did like motion tracking right. of a real person huh. doing that. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and like <laughs> there's so much positive possible uses for this technology sure but the second you like see it with a gun in its hand it's terrifying you know like there's so much negative possible options here too you know and i don't know it's it it really is crazy because i remember one of their like more original prototypes from a while ago like the dog one Mm -hmm. that like couldn't stand up and would like trip over itself and you know, you'd push it and it would just fall over. It wouldn't know how to correct. Right. So going from that to like this thing that can, I saw one that was like lifting boxes and like jumping and like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy how yeah. fast it's advanced and. Who pays them? How do I they make money? Know. I have no Who idea. Who buys their products? Let's look. I, cause like they've been around for years. Like ever since yeah. I had access to the internet, I've been watching some random Boston Dynamics video every couple of months, but do people like buy their products or their software for something? It seems like they just exist to push the limits of robotics. Yeah. So they got purchased in 2020 by Hyundai. Okay. So they're owned by Hyundai now. Um, This is their best known for the development of a series of dynamic, highly mobile robots, including Big Dog, Spot, Atlas, and Handle. Um, Spot is now commercially available, which I think is the dog. Yeah, I saw a YouTube video of someone who bought a dog. Yeah. Um, And I'm trying to see, like, what its uses are. (laughs) Or if it's just, like, watching it walk around. (laughs) Uh, Well, the YouTube video I watched is they, like, took control of its camera and then programmed it to automatically fill up a cup that's on the ground with beer. Oh, nice. (laughs) I love it. Um, yeah, it was dumb. Well, was funny. according to this, so you can't actually buy their robots. They are commercially available through a leasing program. So you lease their robots to like do tasks for you. So far, their only uh, client is a uh, law enforcement agency who has employed them to be police dogs. <laughs> police dogs? Yes. But police dogs are mainly used for their for smelling, smelling yeah. ability. Yeah, this just says... They're going to be used in the bomb squad as well as patrolling. So already the first use of these robots is to generally do violent things. (laughs) Yeah. We're training them young to be around bombs and guns and people of authority. And go tackle people. (laughs) This could not go wrong in any way. (laughs) Great. I'm excited. Well, I just want to buy one or I guess lease one and like have it carry me around places. <laughs> I don't know what its carry limit is. Yeah, I don't know. They weigh 55 pounds, so they're not that heavy. It's basically like a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, they are crazy. I just, those YouTube videos when they were developing them were hilarious. You know, like when they like toss them a ball and they try to catch the ball and then it falls over. <laughs> like it's basically a toddler, but it really is like the development stage was like kind of human development to you. Like it had, it's really clumsy, like couldn't do anything stage. And now it's to the point where it's like tripping on itself, but it still can do stuff. So it's basically like raising a child, yep. but robots. Okay. Um, I had a topic and I don't remember what it was. So all right. Woof. Um, <laughs> okay, it wasn't that interesting of a topic, I guess. Guess not. 
they have a dog. I'm looking at pictures. They have one. Dynamic? Yeah, they have one that's like headless. It's just like legs, and it's got backpack hooks on it, and it's just meant to carry like backpacks. That's a waste of money. Yeah, but it's cool. <laughs> that's dumb. It's like a modern day pack mule. Oh, it literally says pack mule here. It's meant for terrain too rough for vehicles. You know what all else can do that? Humans? Mules. Oh, true, mules. But then the issue is, like, if you're in a war zone, then your mule could get shot, and that's not good for mules. <laughs> At least if your, like, robot dog gets shot, you know, it doesn't care <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well. This has been a good conversation. I like talking about robot dogs, but we're going to leave it here for now. Great. (laughs) Thank you for listening to I Heard It on a Podcast. We've got new episodes every Monday and Wednesday that you can find wherever you get your podcasts. They should make like a cool hip name for ingesting things through your ears. If you liked what you heard today and know someone else who would too, send this podcast their way. As always, you can reach us at IHeardItOnAPodcast at gmail.com. The word you're looking for is listening. No, but cooler. Oh, is there like a cool version of the word eating? Well, it's like Like munch. When you do drugs, you're like shooting up. I want that.